The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people, from Upsetting and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Hello, everybody. With Halloween just around the corner, it's time for all things spooky scary. So we're back. Rob's here. We've got guests. Rob, what do we got today? I was just today? thinking you stole what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say Halloween's just around the corner. The ah. leaves are falling. It's officially okay to watch horror films as if it is in all the rest of the year. And once again, right on the horizon is Hamlin Scream Fest. This year it's October 5th. October 5th. Yes, and we have, again, some guests here. To get Tom's around somewhere, but he's not here for now. He must have became a ghost. But we have Kurt Mark come in. We have Patty Joe here. Hi. Hello. Hello. And if you'd like to say something about yourself. Yeah, tell us a little about you. Give it a... Well, I've lived in Hamlin for 25 years um, and have seen the Scream Fest uh, start out from the very beginning when it wasn't even called Scream Fest. Uh, it was called School of Screams, actually. And I've seen it morph and change and uh, into all different kinds of things. So, uh, My name's Kurt Markham. I've uh, been a volunteer on uh, Scream Fest for a few years now as a videographer and performer. And how long, actually, has Scream Fest been going on now? Because and we got involved in this the last few years, but... Um, this will be the 13th year. Oh! Oh, yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> oh, great, and uh, we're all going to die. Um, <laughs> Scream Press for two years, and uh, the School of Scream ran for 10 years. So, and uh, the School of Scream started 13 years ago as a one-day event. Uh, the uh, local fire department used to have a haunted hayride. And it was fantastic, and the kids loved it, the teenagers loved it, the adults loved it. And, of course, like anything, it's difficult after a while to get volunteers and people, you know, there to help out. We have to say the one story we have to always bring up with haunted hayrides, and this is not a great one, but a friend of ours. Oh, this one? Yes, this one. His brother, was it? Yeah, it was his brother. He was one of the performers, and... I think what happened was, from what I understand, is he fell down. He was playing a fan, he was, and we came out like, you know, yeah, scary. Like slipped, uh-huh. and I guess the tractor ran over his leg and broke his leg, and he's laying there in pain, but everybody thought it was part of the show, so they didn't really come to help him immediately. They did help him eventually, but yeah, that, that's but, the one thing. I remember I was at one. The guy tried to pull me off the wagon, and if you've never seen me, I'm a large man, and... He gave up halfway through, and I just told him, it's okay. It's okay, fella. <laughs> but I understand you do the, you've do you done the haunted house for this. Yes, yes. So I don't think anything 
that bad happen at the uh, <laughs> Hamlin haunted hayride. Um, but they, of course, stopped doing it. And then a couple years later, one of the teens uh, in the community came to me. I was the recreation director at the time for Hamlin. And he said, hey, we should we should do something. I know we can't do a haunted hayride, but maybe we could do a haunted hallway or so. I'm, I never really had a big Halloween background. I mean, I decorated like any other normal person would. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but uh, so we tried it, and I fell in love with it from the very ask, first How start. was in your area where you were growing up for Halloween? How was it? Because I've noticed now, unfortunately, like where I am, we don't really even get many kids anymore. And I remember when I was a child, it seemed like everybody was out. Yeah, so well, I, I was raised on a farm, so I had to uh, get transported into a village. Uh, I was uh, raised in Holly, actually with Tom, uh, for a little while. He lived there, too. Um, but we used to drive into the village to go trick-or-treating, and everybody went. You know, that was in Wait, the 70s. Kurt, was it the same for you? I'd actually found one I'd like to go is, if what? you have a saber frog shirt. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I, I do not. Um uh, Saber Frog is the name of a uh, low-budget um, uh, road movie comedy that I that I made about a decade ago. How did you get into this? Were you like when you were younger? Did you just sort of see movies and go, "Wow, I could do this. Is it fun?" Or is it... Uh, yes. When I when I was a kid, that was kind of the golden age of um, making of specials on TV, where they would show you how you know the effects were done and stuff like that. And so yeah, that that was part of what made me really interested in filmmaking. Um, and one of my first projects was I actually made a, a stop-motion uh, uh, fantasy film on Super 8 film, one frame at a time. It took me two years to shoot it oh, uh, in my early teens. I'm surprised it took that short a time. You ever see, too, one of the ones I used to watch, there was a show on Nickelodeon with Leonard Nimoy. Used Lights, to, camera, remember action, remember yes. This? And there's one which I always remember the one he did where it shows the effect of music because it shows him sort of listening and his wife or somebody's on the phone and it's just she's talking about going shopping, but he shows it where he's sitting there. Then you hear dramatic music, and all of a sudden you think it's something different. Hmm. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one, uh, but the, the the stop motion film that I made it's it's about an hour long. It's oh, almost wow. a feature. It's called The Search for Silver Spear, and it's gotten into a couple of festivals, and it's going to have a 30th anniversary screening next week at RockCon at the Main Street Armory. Oh, so so that's Saturday. At twelve thirty, Saturday the fourteenth. Yep. Yeah. So, I for no Friday the thirteenth is next week, so I probably know the dates. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So maybe it'll be a little bit but luckier. The patience, because I always thought about like you have to go back all the way like to King Kong here. Yeah, I was in. It's amazing how anybody has the patience. You have camera touch camera, yeah. and then you, you think the phone rings or something bit. happens, and like you ruined my whole day. <laughs> yeah, that's it's definitely. Um, it, it, it definitely requires a lot of time and a lot of patience and, you know, obviously there, there's many different ways to, to do animation. Now, now with computers you can create something and set, you know, set the key, uh, keyframes and the computer will animate the in-between parts. And it allows you to do certain, um, ambitious effects, uh, but, the, you know, but also, also there's still a fondness for the, you know, for doing it by hand and just the character well, that that creates. I was just going to say, in this day and age, yeah, you've got CGI everywhere. But there's something to be said for somebody that can still good do really good practical effects, because it was the Lion King, the redo, and they had the CGI lion, 
and you know CGI is supposed to be better than real life, right? They put it next to, you know, they did a, a split screen of the CGI lion against a, a lion. It was night and day. It's like the CGI lion wasn't even remotely close to moving how a real lion would move. You know, they couldn't get the hair right. It's like, come on, it's 2019. You know, why can't you do it if if supposedly you're able to do it? Well, if you want to talk about uh, practical effects, um, actually, Rochester has some um, has some connection to um, horror effects and, and horror filmmaking uh, in general. Um, the Chiodo Brothers, the Chiodo Brothers, are you familiar with them? Name sounds familiar. Rob, do you know them? Probably, but yeah. go on. It's okay. early. <laughs> they were they were one of the I believe they were one of the very first graduates of the RIT film program, and they've they've gone on to um, to work on. Um, I'm drawing a blank, unfortunately, on the, some of the films I've worked That's on. If Tom, if Tom was there. here, they could fill me in. Yeah, uh, he could fill me in. Um, um, but also, uh, currently, um, uh, John Vincent and Mike Boas are two local filmmakers who've who've worked on uh, who've worked on several films. Um, uh, actually, they they both did effects for a um, a recent film called Widow's Point, which was made by Greg Lamerson, who's a very very well-known horror filmmaker based in the Buffalo area. I was going to say, I've heard that name before. Yeah, uh, Widow's Point uh, stars uh, Craig Schaefer from, from Nightbreed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, actually, um, if you want to see that film and see just a little bit of their work, uh, that's going to be showing, that is it going to be showing on Friday the 13th, uh, September, hey. at the Fredonia Opera House at 7.30 p.m. So if you're if you're out that way, uh, check out check out Widow's Point and see... See what our friends in Buffalo are yeah. up to. And you mentioned Buffalo, and how is you said the industry is pretty good for horror and everything there for films there. There's a lot of there's a lot of horror activity out there. I think we know they're driving around there. Oh don't God! We? Yeah. <laughs> we know all of Buffalo from driving yeah. around there pretty much. So, <laughs> well, there's there's you know there's quite of there's quite a few uh, noteworthy filmmakers and productions that I can talk about out there. I mean, Greg Lamerson I just mentioned. Uh, he also runs the the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival, which just which just ran. Uh, last month in August, and I had a couple of short films of my own in that festival this year. They also showed The Search for Silver Spear uh, a few years ago, and and um, he also uh, Greg Lamerson also made Johnny Gruesome uh, a couple years ago, which was based on one of his novels. Greg's a, a horror novelist as well as a filmmaker. Oh, he's got his hand in everything. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and um, a couple other a couple other noteworthy projects I can mention. Um, uh, Sam Qualiano, I, I don't know if you know that name. He's um, he he's been making several films since he was a kid. His most recent, uh, Snow Shark, I think, is his most famous film. <laughs> oh, I know it. Okay. Little, yep. No, there was Santa Shark. The one with the Santa hat. Oh no, this is this is uh, <laughs> Snow Shark that he made, and his most recent film is also has a shark theme. Uh, Post-apocalyptic Commando Shark, <laughs> which is a, a great fun horror comedy. It's the cast is full of who's who of familiar faces from Buffalo horror movies. I have a I have a small non-speaking part as a Russian soldier in that movie. Um, another one I should mention is Attack of the Killer Shrews. That's that's a good one you should check out. Um, that was made by a Niagara Falls uh, filmmaker, Ken Constantino. That that film was actually uh, mentioned on the cover of Fangoria, if I'm not mistaken. It was shown at the at the uh, drive-in theater. The, I believe the Transit uh, Drive-in Theater. Transit oh, Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transit Road. Yeah. yeah, so that was fun. And um, I didn't work on that one, but I knew a lot of people uh, involved in that movie. 
and another Buffalo-based filmmaker, Adam Steiger. Uh, his newest film is called Fang, which is is being shown uh, in festivals. Uh, it's, it's got a screening coming up in the Ni uh, Niagara Falls Film Festival, I, I uh, believe, coming up. And the lead actress in that is a uh, Rochester-based actress, uh, Melody Rorig, or Rarig. I'm actually not... I forget how to pronounce her last yeah. name, but anyway. Uh, so, sorry, Melody, I apologize for messing up your name, but uh, your film, Fang, uh, that's going to be showing. And um, if you guys are interested in seeing uh, horror films in, in Buffalo, I know there's a couple... There's a couple things coming up. The Upstate New York Horror Film Festival, uh, that's coming up the weekend of October 11th and 12th and 13th, I think. That's going to be at the cinema. And there's a new film festival coming out, the Anomaly Rochester Genre Festival. That's a little farther out. That's uh, November 8th to 10th, and that's also going to be at the cinema. I have I have fond memories of the drive-in at Old Lakeshore Drive-in. I remember seeing Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead there, and we get a kick out of because when we went down Trans, right, we saw that drive-in, and what was really neat about it, there was the line was out the oh, door God. for the cars. Yeah, it was. I just thought it was cool. We were coming back from doing work out in Lockport, and we came down Transit Road, and the line to get into the drive-in was probably a mile or so long of just straight cars waiting to get in. So you know what? Good. Because, see, the problem with ours, if you're not familiar with the Lakeshore one, is it's all right, but it was built by a swamp. So if you had the windows open, the oh, mosquitoes God. would hit to the oh, horror. Jesus. Which is ironic because they had Food of the Gods there one time. You were the Food of the Gods. <laughs> but, Pat, I understand you've done the haunted houses for the festival. Now, the not-so-haunted houses it's turned out to. Yep. Yeah, and how did you get into those? Was yeah. it something you've done like as a child? Did you get into them, or just something you picked up now? <laughs> no, like I said, I I haven't. I wasn't really a big Halloween person until we started <laughs> doing this uh, haunted house thing, and then it was just it grew inside of me. And, and <laughs> you know what? What are the elements of a good haunted house? Um, well, you gotta have the the unknown. What you don't know what's coming around the corner, like a suspense kind of part in your in your haunt. Of course, sound, you know, different kinds of sounds. Um, yeah, have to have some new element, uh, something different every year. And I think we accomplished doing something different. We had each year it was a different path, uh, you know, a, a different building ad added to the haunt. So it was always changing so you never know knew what to expect a little bit like a magician's trick where you're trying to say hey look over here and then something gets well, you on no, the I side was gonna say, that, that harkens back you know we with the horror movie talk to the old 50s and 60s psychological horror movies where you didn't need to see somebody getting their head cut off with a spoon because it was the atmosphere you know and, and the directors good directors would have you focus on one thing and have that be completely meaningless well, something else came and just ate you from behind. And there was some good Ballyhoo. There was one at Seabreeze years ago, and I was a connoisseur of haunted houses of the different amusement parks. And what happened, though, before you went in, the person doing the ride started talking to somebody going, you know, you don't want to tell them, but did they ever catch the guy that escaped from the asylum? Yeah, exactly. hiding in there. And then you're going in there, oh, great. And then they had a weird thing in there where you almost went through a, a circular tunnel of color, which is just different, but you're just thinking, looking around, going, oh, great, it's the fun house. <laughs> well, one of the coolest features of Screamfest, uh, and this was, this was uh, recently introduced, is the unhaunted yes. house, where right. um, instead of it being a haunted house where they're trying to scare you, it's actually the opposite, where it shows you how the different effects 
are created. They show you, you know, here's here's how this noise is being made. Here's See, now what's that's making cool. This jump that's out. different. Yeah, the the big the big one the kids loved. Um, well, even the, the adults. School bus, right? Uh, well, it was the chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, you know, the classic chainsaw <laughs> at every haunt. Uh, <clears throat> this time, you know, the kids got to run the chainsaw. They saw that there wasn't a chain on there. Um, you know, they got to rev the engine, so they they really enjoyed that part. Another part was, um, you know, the ghost on the pulley system. So they got to pull the ropes. I've been and- a fan of that ever since. I think anybody my age grew up reading comic books had to get his Johnson Smith Company catalog, and they would have the ghost with the pulley, and I would rig it outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that was back in the day when you can have fun like that and not offend anybody. <laughs> But I like that. But and, and people would say, "Oh, every haunted house has a chainsaw." Well, it's a universal sound. You hear that sound, you know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and it's terrifying, <laughs> especially if you're somewhere. It's dark. You're in an unfamiliar place, and you hear a chainsaw fire up. It's it's nerve wracking. It's sort of like the things about the things in the woods, like the grapes or the eyeballs or things or stuff oh, like that. Oh, the old, uh, you know, put your not. hand in the bowl of intestines. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's cheesy, but you know, that was the beginnings of it. I think. It's going to go too, Kurt. Like in terms of doing, the, who are your? Do you have some influences in terms of horror that really got you into it? That you saw these movies and while wow, it's going, I really want to do this kind of stuff. Like, for well, um. The one of the one of the big one of the big influence influences. I wasn't specifically interested in horror as a kid. I was more into sci-fi and fantasy generally. Uh, but one thing that was very inspiring to me as a kid was Night of the Living Dead. Of course, uh, the, the Rochester Library had the making of book, uh, which was I believe written by John Russo, the the producer. And I remember two two interesting things I learned from that book about the making of the production. One. Uh, there's a famous scene near the beginning where, where uh, the 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 lead female character Barbara is trying to get away from the zombie, and she actually accidentally uh, scrapes her car against a tree and crashes the car. And apparently the they the car actually had a dent in it, so they wrote it into the script. <laughs> um, and also the the farmhouse that it takes place in that was a farmhouse that was going to be torn down. So they could yeah. do I think they whatever did they wanted too. to trash it. I would think it. it might be a horror historical, but I guess they tore it down because it would be too dangerous. Uh, it, it was condemned to. before filming. It was basically on the verge of collapse, so they had to fix it up to the point where they could use it. Yeah, because it was out outside of north of Pittsburgh in Zelianople. I mean, you're talking not a whole lot of anything there if you've ever been there. But yeah, it was just this dilapidated farmhouse that they had to fix up because the owner said, you can have this but you have to tear it down. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll tear it down. Yeah. And they, yeah, I don't know if that's the same book. I read one that had the script for Night of Anubis in the back, which was the original. That was the original thing. working yeah, title. Yeah, and it, it had to, and there was a lot different. The lead was like the sort of like farm boy like type person. And it was just about the same, but it was neat having the original script in it because they never really explained what did the zombie thing. They hinted they, that satellite. They speculated that it was the satellite, but nobody ever said for sure. Where it came from? Yeah, if this. You watch it. Yeah, this book didn't have um, didn't didn't have a script in it, as I recall. But another fun fact I remember from that book is because the film was shot in black and white, they could be shooting the film off and on all year, and it didn't matter. You didn't see the the, the leaves changing mm. color, so it it meant that they could they could 
I, I don't remember how long it took to shoot the movie, but they could shoot regardless of the season. I never because even of thought of that. And the yeah, other one, too, we true. have to bring up, because Romero, we have to go on a segue a little bit about Romero. I Tell him what the food was, the, the meat, the well, stuff. No, the, People were barfing. The story was when the zombies were eating the victims, it was actually ham, like a roast ham, and because it was black and white, the blood was chocolate syrup. So it was ham covered in chocolate syrup. And it was so vile, it was making people sick. So they said, why even bother putting makeup on them? Because they're going to get sick anyway. <laughs> like, But, you know, ingenuity, man. I mean, and that was pretty much the birth of the zombies, the first real cult classic, I would say. He shot that thing on a shoestring. But to go back to, like, what you do, Kurt, and just the haunted house and everything, I think part of the things as a child, too, for this is that... We talk about CGI and everything, but just doing the effects, doing all this, finding a way to do it, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's fun doing, and it's creative. You know, I had one time, I did a haunted house in the basement. We filled the shark with baby powder and dumped it on people. <laughs> we didn't have, like, CGI yeah. or anything. No, I don't even know. <laughs> well, there's, there's still a lot of, uh, of uh, low-budget low budget ingenuity. I mean, I mentioned Attack of the Killer Shrews yeah. earlier. That's a sequel to... Uh, uh, so bad it's good. Um, uh, 50s movie. The Killer Shrews with where, the dog with the yeah, zippers yeah. in the back. And, yeah, with the and, dogs with the hair glued on yeah, them. And, yeah. and Attack of the Killer Shrews very much pays homage to that. So you know, have the you know they have these very obvious puppets, or or you know they just put a blanket on a dog and it's chasing yeah. somebody. It's it's a lot of fun. You should definitely check that one out. Um, there's another there's another um, uh, Western New York filmmaker uh, Amir Scalanja who is just always making low budget films. Like he just a friend of mine, you know, a friend of mine put it as he makes movies more often than I change my sheets. <laughs> uh, and, and I've I've been an extra in a couple of his movies. He's got a new one out uh, that he's working on called Till Death Do We Rot. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking awesome. forward to see, seeing that when it comes out. There's also, and I always get the name mixed up for, because I say it all the time. And I, is it Frank Lelogia, Woman in White? The lady in white. Lady in yes. white. Yep. And I remember saying the one, the other one, the, the one about the zombies came back, and I forget the name now, which I know. But I remember seeing Abbott's custard and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just cool. It's like, hey, there's Dick Burt, the what? This old newsman we had. Wow, I know the scene. Oh no, we're haunted because that was filmed in Lions. The other one, the woman in white, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. Lady yep. in white, slugs, fantastic movie. If you've never seen it, do it because it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's a thing. The yes. the lettuce scene that that just kind of made me, you know. But did you have like bit. if you could have a dream thing where okay you can work with some horror person or somebody would you have one? Oh, that's a that's a, a good question. Um, it's like so it's like so many of my my friends are in the Buffalo horror scene. It might just be a matter of of teaming up with one of them. Like, <laughs> but you know, like I've I've been in one of Sam's movies. I've been in a couple of Emer's movies. Um, uh, Ken said that, you know, he'd try to put me in one of his movies next time. So, you know, that probably, probably those guys are my, are, are my inspiration these days. I like Rob Zombie stuff. Yeah. I have to admit that. <laughs> I just <laughs> do. So he's got some, I mean, he knows his stuff. Well, it's because better. he's a throwback to the 60s yeah. slasher movies. But actually, Patty, I was going to, this is the screen fest. So there's more to this than, because there, there's a lot of activities for people there. There is. I remember the pumpkin chucky. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I don't think they were able to do that last year because yeah, the weather was foul Let's just hope last for year. some better weather because we cursed it last year by showing up. Yeah, right. It did Whoops. rain pretty bad in the morning, uh, but towards the end of the day, it was it got, it better. got better. It was a nice day. But there's a little um, something for everyone there. Yeah, there's... all different organizations doing all different kind of activities. Um, we have uh, this year a new, uh, we used to do a trunk or treat. Uh, but now the bikers for, help me out here, uh, abuse. Bikers against child abuse. Is bikers against child abuse are there to run that. Um, we have the zombie nerf uh, wars. We have um, archery where they're shooting at. I saw uh, the nerf wars last well, time. Didn't they also have, a, what was it, paintball zombies in the, in the tractor trailer? Uh, or was that the Nerf? Because I would walk around. We had our booth, their little table, and I would go walking around seeing the hot sauces. And yeah, there was the some little girl. This some of those costumes those kids wore too. The yeah, little really girl who was like the Fantastic. devil bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, we have the costume yeah, contest. The kids costume contest. And this year, new, we have a dog uh, costume contest. Oh, awesome! <laughs> we have a kissing booth with the pugs. Uh, uh, dogs so that will raise money for that oh, i'm smooching a pug i don't care we have the rochester science and museum center bringing all their little critters and creatures um so lots of family oriented activities kids activities and there's music too there's our friend billy with the dungarees who mm-hmm. they were there last year and they're very yeah. good yeah, he already told me he's coming back i think yeah. we we run into him at his store so yeah he's he w- like it's billy you yeah. don't recognize without your makeup yeah, i see i see him quite often and you might have some special guests there too. I've heard there might be some unannounced. Yeah, some. Not things. us from the podcast. Nobody no, cares about us. No, absolutely not. <laughs> there so. will be some special guests. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, you never know it's going to be. Stay scary. and stay tuned to the internet. Yes, you never know. Keep you in suspense. Yes. Ah, uh, you see, it's a thematic day. Today. Even though we don't know about that costume contest because he was tabulating the score and he can't add. So, so many. Yeah, I don't know one. why they gave me that. It's like, hey, just tally up this total they gave me a pen that barely worked and a piece of cardboard because that was all i had I and then some of your book. thoughts too because some of the parts we do we've had like our pal hammy was on there yeah. and they do all the paranormal things and there's some things i think there's a like a contest to win something where you could go on a paranormal haunt yes yes uh there's they're not just going to come do our show and be afraid are they <laughs> They uh, they will pick a couple of winners to come to when they do the investigation at the Hamlin Town Hall, which is, you know, there's been some That's, things going on. Is that on. the scary part in Hamlin, do you think? is it Because we all have our haunted places. Like for Buffalo, would you do you think of one that might be something there? Well, I, got like, one wow, for, this is I got one, one for Buffalo. But Probably. Yeah, we ain't going to mention that on air, though. <laughs> no, no, the Central Terminal. That's what it, the Buffalo Central Terminal, I think that was the... Um, was that where McKinley was shot? I know he was shot at the train station. I know who he was by Siglitz, but I don't know where he was actually shot. He yeah. got a street named after him, though, so it's like, oh, get yeah. shot in Buffalo, you get a street named after him. Right. It's like, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Maybe, because I'm yeah, sure there are. All the time you've been out in Buffalo, what would you say is, like, the haunted place? I'm not really familiar with the um, <coughs> the, um, uh, haunted locations or, or, haunted, or haunted house locations in, in Buffalo. Uh, but the central terminal you mentioned. I mean, I know that they have, uh, they have conventions there and different sorts of events. Yeah, it's been uh, on a lot of TV shows, a lot yeah. of movies. 
Yeah. It's like well, we have like you have the bills. We might have Jack the Ripper buried in a cemetery here. Yeah, so we got you. Here. Yep. There's always that. There's always that one. He was a lot born. of the small towns too. I'm sure through here through Hamlin, all the way up through Buffalo. I'm sure there's plenty of legends, especially in upstate New York. There's the Rolling Hills Asylum in Bethany that. Ah uh, um, yes, I've been there. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Know. Yeah, we were there one night, and actually, that's the thing I always bring up. They talk about the Linden murders, and the story goes, there was some there were murders out to Linden, the town there, and there's a theory still they have some inmate somehow was getting out, doing it, coming back. They never, they never solved it, but I was down there, and my friend freaked down in the morgue, left, she ran out, and it's interesting too because you're there for hours, but it goes by. But my friend got freaked. She said that. So it's felt the air change. She ran right out. <laughs> so, but that's like the appeal. What is the appeal really of Halloween and all the scares? It's fun being scared, isn't it? It is. As long as you don't get like the results of it. <laughs> that's why it's such a big industry, the haunted house yep. industry, because people love that thrill that they don't know what's coming and they get you. I know it's better than the Christmas present you open. It's a tie. This at least is something. <laughs> no, yeah, and that's the thing. People still, and that's why horror movies still exist. People love to be scared do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's drop. It's dropping the veil, so to speak. Like the, you get to see, you know, the things, the things that, you know, are normally kind of kept in shadow get to, get to flourish for a while. Like you know, here's here's all your, all your fears and all your, you know, here here it all is. Just have fun with it. And I dabbled a little in like filmmaking with friends here. And the thing probably now is because of technology, a lot of people can get it, get the stuff out. You know, too, where it's a little different where before you had to be like Ed Wood or something. But now you could probably get something done and get it out. I and mean, we've done, I've dealt with the whole thing with like budgets and getting distributing. And, and you can actually do it. It's sort of neat. <laughs> and, well, like, I was thinking, because you said pull back the veil. Do you think... Now, this just occurred to me. With the amount of horror movies, or even just weird movies coming out, do you think it's maybe helping people to look at their own fears and kind of put it in a different light to see, like, hey, you know, maybe it's not as bad as I think? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a good way of looking at it. I mean, one of the one of the things that I've been thinking about about horror um, is that it does, it does, it it is a kind of way of of facing certain things through. Um, through through entertainment, yeah. Because like it's it's you know because a lot of times you hear people say, oh, you know, I had to cha- I was for- the studio forced me to change the ending in my movie because they wanted a happy ending. Like you hear that sometimes, but in horror, that's a genre where it's traditional uh, to uh, ha- have a happy ending. I mean, have an un- have a, a, a you know a, an unhappy ending, yeah. an ending where the person dies or meets a terrible fate. Um, I was uh, talking to one of my filmmaker friends, uh, uh, Paul McGinnis, who said that one of his scripts he had to uh, change ending in the opposite. Um, uh, he was making a horror comedy, which he saw as a uh, werewolf movie, uh, and in, in in that genre, traditional for the for the villain to not for for the, for the main character to die, yeah. and basically because of. It being such a lighthearted comedy, it just didn't feel right for the tone to stick with the tradition for the genre. So they went for the happy ending that way. So, 
I don't well, I think know. it goes all over. I think partly you look, you turn on the news, you're miserable, you're depressed. It's right. some nice escapism. But also it can be an allegory for things. Like Wes Craven was really good with it, like the people under the stairs. Where, oh, I know what this is about. And it can go all the way around like that. And it's also, I suppose, movies write themselves in a way, though, where at the end you go, ah, that character, lovely, but ah, it's horror. Just drop a piano on him. <laughs> well, don't you think that there is some sort of morality lesson in it? Because if you look at like the survival horror movies, who are the ones that survive? Well, those are it's you know the good hearted people. It goes yeah. to all they are really like you go back to the slasher films. They're the old campfire tales of urban legends, where the, oh, the old the fairy hook, tales. The hook were, on the door handle. Yeah, that's yeah. what they really are. Because oh, there's okay. We're at a camp. We're camping out. Oh, did you hear what happened years ago yeah. here? Long ago, in a place not too dissimilar from this I heard, place that we're sitting heard, right now, I heard from a know, guy like who in Hamlin. I heard that you know that lobster ate the person. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also, I mean, it's, I mean, part of it might be morality, but I think a lot of a part of it is simply, simply spectacle. People enjoy yes. seeing special effects. People enjoy seeing. Yeah. A guy's arm get ripped off or whatever and it, it is. And it reflects the age because they always said we had, you know, in the 50s, the atomic age, we had all the big monsters because people had the anxieties. And I think it takes our anxieties out. It's fun to be scared. It's like that rush. But we have to emphasize, like, especially so Patty, so we don't have people keeping their kids away. This is very family friendly. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes, very family There is no chainsaw juggling. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. I'd pay to see that. No, that would be so. They don't have jugglers. Do you? No. <laughs> no, I don't ever do that. But I kids, yeah, they, but they're more creative than I am. But like when we were there last year, there was tons of families and a lot of kids running around having fun. Painting pumpkins, too, don't yeah, they? Was, pumpkins, did you see? Now, what are your feelings rides. on this? I, I mean, each his own, but I saw the new thing now is having pineapple jack-o'-lanterns. What? I, I saw it. That. Yes, Ooh. I saw oh. it. It's like... They're having like little pineapple jack lanterns now, but you know, Come I know on, parts dude. of Europe they still use turnips and everything. So, why on earth would they do that? Oh. You're worse than us. You belong. You are not letting bum. you leave. Ladies and gentlemen, our new co-host. <laughs> okay, we have to. When I was a kid, we tried to have a séance. Number one, we tried to contact the devil because we were kids, but we tried to call. So, if you could have a séance. In the Halloween spirit, and you could call one person back to talk to him, who would it be? And I'll tell you mine then. <laughs> oh, God. Who? While we're thinking, ours of all things was Lou Costello. <laughs> See, he, at least he would be fun to talk to, unless he was being tormented in the eternal pit of hell. Yeah, well, we didn't think of, like, personal life or anything yeah. at the time. And we used to watch the one channel, PIX, used to have Abbott and Costello on every Sunday. So I thought, let's get Lou Costello. He never showed up. Yeah. So we went to Abbott's for a Sunday. Oh, I'm going to have to go to bed after this one. <laughs> <laughs> who would, God, who would be interesting? If, if it was possible, theoretically possible, to converse with somebody from the beyond. God, I don't know. It would probably have to be some big polarizing historical figure to get their side of the story. No, because they're going to say, I'm innocent. <laughs> Mo Howard. Yeah, you know what? Talk to Mo. Yeah. <laughs> to take you off, what are you now? I know, we know what you're doing at the thing, Pat. What are you going to be setting up there and talking to people at the thing, Kurt, at the fest? Um, I'm as of right now, I'm primarily going to be just walking around with my camera, documenting. Oh, there you go. Uh, because that's you know that's it's useful to have a record of what the events are, and then we can use that for, to... for the when the authorities find the footage. It'll be nice <laughs> to know what happened. It's amazing how they grow, though, isn't it? Like if you've been involved from the beginning, how you see this when it's here, and then it's all the way out here. Yeah, yeah. Like it started in a one-room kind of building, 
And then eventually we wound up using three buildings um, and a field. And <laughs> For everybody who doesn't know, it's at Hamlin. You go down with the street. It's where the Hamlin Town Hall is. And there's plenty of parking. And it's... It's, it's on Route 19, uh, just north of 18 and 19. For us, we, we always see that deer processing plant when we go mm-hmm. by. Yeah, yeah. But you go down, and it's just, you go straight down Ridge Road, usually, and then just go see the road for Hamlin there. Yeah, uh, straight up north on 19, um, and right at the Hamlin Town Hall. Yeah, and there's plenty of parking, and it's very Yeah, fun. and it encompassed a lot of the campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it went back a ways. We were walking for a while and still hitting stuff. Yeah, trying to get, come on, come on, be on the show. <laughs> hey, we got people. We're, we're trying to get some uh, someone to do some wagon rides just for that reason. So if somebody wanted to hitch a ride to the other end, they could Oh, that'd be cool, like a, little, like a little wagon transport. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. We're oh, working on that one, though. That's neat. Never know with horses. <laughs> like, yeah, just get a tractor. Get a golf cart. Tractor. Get a golf cart dressing up with hay or something. Yeah, Sometimes exactly. It's just goose or one of those tracks, because like, I've been on some of those. Yeah, you get like a tractor and like a thing, just pull people or whatever. Yeah. Or you have people just take them around and carry them on their backs, you know. <laughs> but even if you got to walk, we have entertainment the whole way along, you know, chunk or treat and vendors there. So <laughs> a lot going on in between. Oh, cool. You'll have to stop by and document us with your camera. Yeah, I was going to say, and that was another thing. It's not just that. There's a lot of local vendors, a lot of cool people. You know, we saw our buddy Relic the Clown was the MC, and he ran the uh, the uh, the children's costume contest, mm-hmm. which, like you said, man, there were some pretty cool costumes for these kids. When I get a little these, different from when I was a kid. kids too is we're looking going great. There's a clown with a machete, and the adults are oh, this guy's That's the, the adults are clown. The kids <laughs> love the clowns. I don't know why. Sorry, relic clowns are damn evil. Especially him. Well, <laughs> he's a little scary. Like he did have it out for me a couple of times. I remember, he told me he's like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. No, you're not. But then I had my head on a swivel the entire time because I knew he was out there somewhere trying to do something to me. And a lot of people come in costumes, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw some really interesting ones. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And that's another thing, man. It's family-friendly, and it's time to have fun. Yeah. And everything. And we do the, make sure we have the date and everything. It's October 5th. Saturday, October 1st, uh, 5th. Yes. Worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. From the time it starts at, is it... I'm not completely sure. Is it 11 to 6 or uh, somewhere around there? I think it's 12 to 5. 12 to 5. Yep. I mean, you have a site everything for it because we're inept. So. <laughs> I'll link to it. I have that technology. Yeah, so we'll do that. But it's always a really good time. And it's there's food there. Cool. We have a couple of organizations cooking food so at both ends. So if you're hungry at one end... Get the food and I there. think it's a bargain in any price too. What is it? Five dollars? Is cheaper? Uh, five dollars will get you um, yeah. the activities that are going oh, on. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. And everything. Parking's free too, which Parking's I'm a big. Free. That's huge. I have a big pain about that. I like park. Right, what do you down got? And, what do you got coming up? Anything? Any projects in the pipeline? Um, I actually, I actually just finished uh, a short film, which was a uh, uh, black and white. Um, actually shot on, on, on film uh, called Night of Reflection. It's a little little um, vampire movie. I, I took a 60-millimeter class at Video Studies Workshop uh, for old time's sake because I shot on film as a student. 
and that was shown at the Buffalo Dreams Film Festival. So that was a that was a fun experience making that little film. Um, and uh, that actually reminds me of another um, Rochester horror connection. Uh, way back in the silent days, in 1928, there were two in in the same year there were two different adaptations, film adaptations film adaptations of Edgar Allan Poe's Fall of the House of Usher. Uh, one of them one of them was a French film. The other one was made uh, right here in Rochester. Really? Yep. Oh. See, I never knew that one. Yep. The, Did you ever have, like, in terms of the pantheon of the classical universal monsters, did you have a favorite? Was it the vampire? Or did you ever really think of those? Or uh, I don't know. I know. I don't know if I wasn't... I don't know if I was as much into the, the horror monsters as a kid as I was into the... You know, sci-fi characters. Um, another, another, another Rochester connection. Um, uh, Michael Del Rosa is a is an effects artist who has worked on several films, including I think he worked on at least one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, he, he's a name with a Rochester connection, and I think I think some of the people that um, David Lynch has worked with, either his cinematographer, his composer, or both. I think they're. I think they might have both gone yeah. to RIT. Yeah, we were all like, I was really, because my, my grandmother was so into Star Trek, but I was just in the Star Wars phenomenon, where literally, mm-hmm. I lived across the street from a drive-in, and they had a double feature of Smoking the Bandit and Star Wars. You could mm-hmm. see the line, the cars. Mm-hmm. And back then, remember, you couldn't just go get, well, it's coming out on DVD. So right. we'd go back to the theater, like, see it ten times. <laughs> and I had my dress as Darth Vader with my with the old cheesy lightsaber made of plastic. And that's <laughs> and another, close and And that's too. another thing for the people that remember the drive-ins who the hell put together these showings because mm-hmm. i remember when i was a kid i went to a drive-in and the double showing was footloose followed by cujo <laughs> and i had one the rescuers which is like a disney movie yeah. followed by the sentinel which is about uh, the devil trying to get some nun to convert that's to satan mean. that's what i mean do they just well, when the pa- when the kids fall asleep yeah, it's like the when the kids fall asleep it's like stuff. jesus christ mm-hmm. who puts these combinations together it makes no sense probably the theater and and you know whatever whatever movies happen to be. Yeah, out I guess at the whatever's same popular. Time. But come yeah. on, Footloose followed by Cujo. <laughs> so I mean, jeez. But I stayed up for Cujo, <laughs> and that was doggone it. You weren't gonna fall asleep. And yeah. that hurt me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I think this is so much well, fun. See, the fest. Yeah. yeah. At, the, at the end of Footloose, you're like, oh, my dogs are tired, and that takes you right into the. The next movie, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been my last show ever. You're worse than us. You should just come I'm, on. Keep, we should home. keep you here. <laughs> People yell at but me. Anything? <laughs> you're gonna, you gonna, you gonna dress up at all for this? Yeah, I mean, we're not going you? to. Come on. I'm gonna wear a shirt with a pumpkin on it. I'm not dressing up. <laughs> oh, I. I, I can't reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'll keep so you in suspense if, for that if, one if, too. If we could spot you. Well, we will. Well, Otherwise, just pretend you don't know us. I yeah, suppose. exactly. Well, a lot of people do. <laughs> Anything else you want to throw in as we ramp it up? Well, this is so big. We'll probably have to do a sequel. <laughs> yeah. And special guests and and special and... guests and look for it. And again, October fifth at the Hamlin. What is it? The Hamlin Town Hall. Hamlin Town Hall mm-hmm. in Hamlin, New York, mm-hmm. noon to five. Maybe it'll be the Pied Piper. Even it'll be there. Oh God! That was the, Ham- the Hamlin reference. I was like, what "Any the rats hell? there? There are no rats in Hamlin anymore, right?" No, I do don't. have a Pied Piper costume. <laughs> all I think of is the Flash villain, though. No, he sh- he, schle- he schlepped them all over to uh, to to Hilton out there. Remember, all those stories fit in too because they were in their original incarnation. They're pretty scary. They were like morality fables for ah, you don't miss me, you know. 
But it's been fun. Yeah, it's yeah. been a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Well, and uh, we'll see you at the Scream Fest. Yeah, maybe we'll see you if we can recognize well, you. Well, that's the thing. Maybe. We don't know. I 100%. might teach you a new trick for, at the unhaunt, Unhaunted and House. There, and there's your hint for that one. Take it as you will. Look in the link. Look in the description for links. Get to the horror or to the Scream Fest, the weather. Hopefully, see, uh, I was going to keep. I kept telling myself I'm going to call it the Horror Fest, yeah. but I kept. But hopefully, the scream. weather will be better the whole day because last year. Even and I do have to say though, last year the crowd was pretty good, yeah. con, even considering. And also, the it was later in the year. I think maybe a little it's later. It's the first Saturday. Oh, it is. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I somehow in my head, I don't know why I had it. I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah, but keep your fingers crossed for good weather. Look for everybody. I mean, you know, it's outdoors. Look for everybody. Go trunk or treating. Wear a costume. And for God's sake, go have fun. And come by us and say, you know, what are you guys doing here? Leave me alone. Yeah. Feel free to come by our little booth, too, and, you know, whatever else. But until then, thank you guys. Yep. Thanks a lot. Good luck on everything, and we'll see you in a couple weeks, actually. Not too far away. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thanks a lot. Ah!